welcome to Pro Hire Sustainable Fleets podcast. Um, thank you very much for joining us again today. So today we're at the ITT Hub and TCS&D show, and I'm joined today from uh, Graham uh, Thomas from Ocado. Um, thank you for joining us. I literally collared you as you walked past, so thank you for catching off guard. Yes, to say I'm unprepared is an understatement. <laughs> to but be honest we'll, with you, we'll give it a go. <laughs> to be honest with you, most days I'm unprepared, but we seem to wing it, and it kind of we ca- we seem to carry it off anyway. Um, Graham, obviously, um, we've been working together now for a while through Pro Hire, um, and everybody sees the amazing work that you guys do from a sustainability point of view. Um, what would I, I what I'd really like to know really is from an Ocado point of view now. Where do you stand on your, your targets? What are your targets from a, a reducing your CO2 emissions and how, how are you progressing with those? So, uh, Ocado have, have signed up to the BRC uh, roadmap in terms of uh, becoming carbon neutral uh, by 2030, 2035. Okay. Um, and uh, as, as a service provider, as a, as a logistics operator for them, we, we need to, to do our bit to make it. Absolutely. The reality is, actually, prior to that, uh, we have started working on it for a long time. Really, yeah. we've we've always been conscious that uh, our carbon footprint is is there. It's, we can't we can't run away from it. We know it's there. We can't deny it. But we've always had an eye on on what we can do to make sure that that we're keeping that as lean as possible. So whether that's been historically biodiesel before it was really popular many many years ago we we put our first two electric vans on the road in 2010 um, not without complications and, and difficulties but they were a, a good test bed uh, for for what we've got today and I think that's keen though isn't it you know it's, it's all well and good kind of looking into things and researching things but I think sometimes companies have actually got to take the plunge and take an element of risk I suppose to find out actually what's working and what's not and then look to see how that can be further developed. Yeah absolutely I mean those first two electrics bearing in mind our, our model runs on a, a three and a half for home delivery runs on a three and a half ton uh, home delivery vehicle basis the electrics ten years ago were extraordinarily heavy batteries much heavier than what we've got in, with the modern technology today. Uh, so in order to, to maintain payload parity, those those vans had to be five, five and a half ton Isuzu chassis with, with a Panotex electric powertrain um, to, in order to make sure we could, we could achieve the same payload, which led us into vocational licenses and then the driver CPC uh, and driver retention becomes a bit of a challenge because uh, you know, we got two of these things initially in White City before we, we moved it to, to Park Royal. We, we spent all of our time training those drivers for them to go and clear off and work for somebody else. And, and that's just not sustainable. Um, what we've got today with, with the, the, the up and coming vehicles, the, current, the vehicles that are hitting the fleet now, uh, and obviously the, the Category B license derogation that allows us four and a quarter tonne to be able to do that then, then it, it's it's much easier now than than it has been up to press. That said, still not without its challenges. Some of the major OEMs are still a long way behind some of the converters, um, and there's and there's still not massive massive volume production out there. So you, you're hitting, and we're we're running as quick as we can, and as quick as the technology will allow us to. 
And I think, and I think that's the, the the key thing for you guys, though. Like I said earlier on, you know, there's got to be an element of there's always going to be an element of risk, but it's actually having a company like yourselves that are willing to take that risk. You know, you're a prominent brand; everybody recognises, everybody knows um, Acardo, and it's important that you guys are seen to kind of be taking on those challenges and looking to to find solutions. But you know, exactly the conversations we're having people now, the reason we're having these types of conversations is so that you can share those experiences. I think everybody has to work together, work about what works well, what doesn't work well. And I think it's really important that you're able to share your stories to help other businesses who are maybe sort of like a little bit further behind you, just so that they can kind of look for some advice really. The, the whole basis of Acado from, from its very origins it is, was pioneering in terms of the technology that we employ and have developed for, to, to run our, our, our warehouses, our CFCs and the technology that we now sell around the world. Um, the, the, the fleet element really is, is kind of, there was never any pioneering in that as such because it was bread and butter, we knew what it was doing, we were using known entities and known products. You start to develop that because we know we need to make it lighter so we can get the payload so we can reduce the number of vehicles. Then you start getting into alternative fuels which adds the weight back in and 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 you get to that being pioneers again and being early adopters doesn't come without its challenges there's there's no doubt about that you, you have to win people over the stuff's expensive so then you have to start convincing your, your fd to look at total cost of ownership rather than the front end capital cost yeah so you're, you're kind of selling back into the business um, with the people that are obviously going to have to make that investment but also the people that are actually going to be physically driving these vehicles day in day out as well so i suppose you can kind of come up with the solutions and the ideas with your with your partners and suppliers but then you've actually got to go back into the business and really drive it throughout every point of contact really yeah very much so every stakeholder from from the fd and the board who, who are sat there and saying that's eye-wateringly expensive and we're saying yeah but over the whole life there's there's a cost benefit and actually look at what we're doing for the environment look at the look at the environmental benefits and that's what it comes down which to is what it's, which is what it's got to be about and that's that's always difficult in a business that has to make money you know whether that be us or, or you guys or or the, even the OEMs you know this stuff takes years and years and years of R&D they need that money back somewhere on the line so so you, you need to, to look at it differently and, and we've learned that and we're trying to make sure that our board don't forget that whole TCO model rather than just the front end um, but then you you're absolutely right you've got to engage them with with the, the transport manager and the driver that drives it and the guy who, who fixed the wing mirrors back on when you knock them off and, and all of that stuff because you know when you look at our gas trucks for instance you know there's absolutely a, a, a camp of drivers. Some are old enough to remember when trucks run on petrol, uh, but you know most of them are in the camp where trucks run on diesel. Nothing else, diesel. Yeah, diesel's diesel, and it's never going to change. And in my career time, I'm not going to be driving anything other than a diesel. So there's a massive yeah. piece of engagement to make people make people understand that there is an alternative out there. And and we've done that with with gas, with the natural gas trucks. Now we've got 60 on the road. We've got which is which is a third of the fleet. A truck fleet we've got another 30 to come before the end of this year which will take us to 50% of, of our truck fleet 
So is that where you stand for the moment? Um, so on the CNG side of things, that's where you guys are, are kind of really pushing the fleet through at the moment? Uh, yeah, absolutely. We, we had a um, pre-pandemic, we had a, a bit of a roadmap that said that we could be practically diesel free on, on heavy truck by the end of 2025. Now, production delays uh, and the disruption caused by the pandemic has, has shifted that back. So uh, the reality is because of some of the diesels that have come in uh, this year that should have come in last year on a four year deal, really we're into mid 2026 uh, before we'll, we'll be diesel free on, on, that, uh, on that gas, on, the, on the, uh, the heavy truck side. So the determination and the focus is still there, just unfortunately the same situation that all companies are in. Um, obviously the last couple of years have been quite challenging. Uh, a couple of other things thrown in such as obviously Brexit, driver shortages, technicians, um, availability of parts. I suppose you know everybody's been in that situation but obviously the great thing is you guys are you know still absolutely focused you've just realigned a few targets to work with yeah absolutely yeah we're just we're just realigning as to what's achievable essentially um, so we're, we're still working down that route we're still working towards that target um, and and it's working for us you know the the, the current gas price is, is, hasn't helped the TCO position um, but again if you look at over the five-year life cycle of, of those trucks, we should still be in a, in a, in a positive position from a TCO be, uh, benefit point of view. So I suppose what you're saying is the biggest thing is when you're talking to your, your board members and a bit of advice for other companies is very much focus on that TCO model, so that total cost of ownership, and really focus on that so that people don't, you know, don't get overwhelmed by the immediate um, investment, but actually what potentially comes down the line. Yeah, absolutely. It's that 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 is it's just learning to look at it that new way. Don't look at you know, the front. If you only ever look at the front end, it's it's going to put you off and scare you. Uh, and, the, and the reality is, if you can achieve TCO parity or TCO benefit over the same life cycle, then why wouldn't you do it? Why wouldn't you? Do yeah, it? I mean, what is actually there to stop you? Because you've actually you've reassured your business. Um, you've got your drivers on board. Everybody within the business understands the targets that you guys are focusing on. So there is actually no reason to not do something. That's right. Absolutely. Amazing. Absolutely. Fantastic. Well, I'm going to let you crack on, Graham, because I know that actually you've come to the stand and I've taken up enough of your time. But I really do appreciate it. Um, I really enjoy spending time with you. I always learn something new. So thank you very much for taking the time out of your day. I am going to let you go on around the show now, though. So uh, but thank, thank you, you for much. joining us. All right. All right. Take care. Later.